Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hellboy Book Club. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm a Sword of Storms. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're having Movie Club again today. Hey, We're going to be checking out Hellboy Animated Sword of Storms. We're going to be doing a commentary here to the Hellboy Animated, so everybody can get their DVDs all set or whatever, Blu-rays. We're going to be checking out the 4K release. We've got it all queued up here, and I'm going to hit play on the button right now. Here we go. Sword of Storms, you guys. And so we have Stars. the Stars. Stars Media. Media. There's the logo. Revolution Studios present. <laughs> Fire. In, in 1944, our demon was summoned to Earth to wage war. But this is, as I remember it, now we don't have the sound on, so, but obviously before when we watched it was uh, a sense of right. The scientists and researchers get, it's just, it's it's oh, a yeah. bit much. Like, who is this for? Well, it's they're a trying bit to much. catch everybody up. I understand that, on. but it's too, like, serious. It's very, like, we're just going to try and be super serious about oh. this. But it's not, I mean, come on. They have to fit a lot into they do. this little opening thing to get you right into. I'm like, yeah. all right. I uh, I especially liked little 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 animated baby Hellboy. Yeah, that's yeah, cute. that was good. Yeah. Mignola gets a credit right here in the front. I really like that. Um, oh I think... no, it's papyrus. Oh no, so <laughs> mortal enemies. I can feel myself weakening. <laughs> so this is my kryptonite. This fucking font. One oh, thing that is so really much. amazing about this is they got the cast from the movie to come back. They yeah. sure did, um, and that's amazing. Guillermo del Toro is a producer, um, along with Mignola. You've got some dark horse people in the credits as well. That's awesome. Yeah, obviously Ron Perlman is great, but Selma Blair does such a fantastic job. Christopher Drake oh, yeah. does the score, but they also have the Mark Beltrami. So it was like I was telling you earlier uh, when I first got here. Like, um, I hadn't actually watched this and since I bought them. Oh, uh, okay. And so this actually does feel more like a real adaptation of the Hellboy BPRD comic. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I like that uh, uh, David High Pierce didn't come back because they asked him, and he's like, "No, Doug Jones should have been it yeah. in the movie." And so uh, it was kind of cool that. But then they got the the girl that played Roz in. Um, uh, oh, that Frazier, Frazier, yeah. yeah, thank you, to do the voice of Kate. So that was pretty funny to me. I yes, she actually does a great job as well. I really liked her as mm-hmm. Kate. Yeah, Perry Gilpin, she's awesome. You know, she she could be Kate. You know what I mean? I think oh, that yeah. uh, you know she could actually portray that character. There's some great. She was uh, really good. There's some great behind the scenes on the special edition, uh, special features and stuff like that, where you can see her. Doing some of the lines. I also there was an uh, a part where Doug Jones was saying that Ron Perlman also kind of vouched for him to be one of the voices That's because nice. Ron Perlman said, "Well, he was the voice on set the entire time, right? You know, because they overdubbed him. So as the actors were actually doing the movie, the voice that they heard coming out of Abe was Doug anyway. Oh wow! So he yeah. was like." That's what we worked with before, so it was fine. Yeah. It's weird not being able to hear this because I feel like the voice acting is such a huge part of anything animated. Yeah. So it's weird to just watch something animated without being able to hear it. It's just very different. I'm not used to doing that. So I did want to talk about this opening scene a little bit. Um, It kind of reminded me of Abe Sapien, Land of the Dead. I don't know if you remember that short story. 
but Abe went into some underground um like mayan temple and he fought like some vampires and like a giant oh, albino yeah i forgot about it that wasn't one. like an uh, like it wasn't like a bat monster but i think it had like flipper wings or something like that anyway yeah i com- yeah no i completely forgot about that story to be honest with you yeah you really do lose a lot not listening to the it's really yeah i wish right, i wish yeah. we could have found a way to also be listening to it as it's going it would have been cool to be able to like patch that through the headphones maybe next time but yeah because ron perlman's so great in this some of blair's so great i mean y'all were talking about i mean they're just so they do such a great job yeah and that's really you know the performance is all in the voices not to you know not to i'm not trying to like say that the animators don't do a good job as well because they definitely do but like the performance is going to be all in the voice there so yeah, well, yeah. the the music by Christopher Drake yeah. is also really well done in this scene. Absolutely. And they talked about how... If it wasn't, you really would have noticed, too. Yeah. They talked about how um, they were surprised the studio let them get away with so minimal dialogue. Right. But they were like, that's how it is in the comics. You know, the, the comics that... While these fight scenes are going on, it's mostly about the art, and there is not a lot of things being said. Yeah. So the script, like wasn't was light on a lot of these scenes and i just thought it was interesting that they talked about that it absolutely is apparently ron perlman said ah hellboy's back to his monosyllabic roots (laughs) you know so um that's great this is really cool tad stones um one of the directors and story writer he designed this bat god monster nice i um liked it when um that first zombie mummy thing got shot and it just kind of looked like what the hell happened? Oh yeah, <laughs> the animation yeah. for this is really cool. I was just going to ask really you if what you thought about the animation. I on really this. like it. The only oh, thing man. I like, I really only have one criticism. It's it's not even a criticism. It's more of a nitpick. Um, Hellboy sideburns just make them look more like hair. Yeah, instead of whatever that is. Oh, I like. But no, the it's fantastic. It's really good. I'm I'm not saying he shouldn't have sideburns. I'm just saying like the way that they're drawn makes it look like he's got a weird helmet on. I guess. I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, no, I. I love I love his design though. I think it's yeah. really good. I like how top heavy he is. The little I love Liz. Um, yeah, the little Liz, yeah. The little balls of fire that form around her eyes. Yeah, that was something that Sean Galloway did in one of his little preliminary designs, and they just really loved that. It's just, well it's to signify that she's. It doesn't have to shoot out from her. Yeah, like she can right. just make it. She's making them combust. Yeah, like that's really cool. It's it's a nice kind of version of. Uh, the way Lawrence Campbell draws, like those flames. Well, it tells a good story. It, lets, eyes, it really you know. lets you know, like, what's going on. And I like, um, you know, obviously, Abe's design looks really cool. Liz's design looks really cool. Everybody yeah. looks great. Kate looks great. So it's really excellent. It's excellent character designs and excellent background paintings and all of that stuff and and everything. But the animation itself is not bad. It's it's it, pretty good, and so it's it's very fluid. It, it flo- it's a it's very nice. Like if I was flipping around or something, looking for something to watch, and I found this, and I started watching it, I don't I don't think I would turn it off. I'd be like, this is pretty good. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. I, if I'd I never did... heard of Hellboy or whatever, and I was just kind of like watching it, just stumbling across it, I'd be like, what is this weird? Oh yeah. Thing? What are these weird monsters? Like, so, what are they doing? So uh, speaking about the sound, that the the sound that that thing makes when it when it's dying. And in anguish, looking at all its friends dead, too. Yeah. I was going to mention, um, Mignola said where it kind of rears up right before it dies. That's like uh, his little tribute to the Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell cover. Amazing, Which is drawn by Richard Corbin, 
who has done a lot of the short stories for Hellboy. The Bad Hell cover is yeah. excellent. Yeah. No, that's so, good stuff. Yeah, that's great. Corbin, that's awesome. Awesome. That's a good little uh, little tidbit there, John. Yeah, um, I did want to talk about Sean Galloway. We were talking about the designs. So Tad Stones mentioned that part of the deal for this whole thing was that it couldn't look like the comic. Right. Yeah. And so they filtered through all these different artists, all these different animators, and Mignola said the only one that stood out stylistically to him right. was Sean Galloway. Um, at Sean Galloway Art on Instagram, he's listed as an animation game toy and uh, lead character designer on spe- Spectacular Spider-Man and Hellboy Animated. We actually met Galloway mm, yeah. in 2013. Um, he was really nice to us. Super nice guy, yeah. And I got him to sign, like, all my DVDs, and I got him to sign the base of my Hellboy animated toy. He drew, like, some head sketches for us and stuff like that. That was awesome. It was really cool. cool. You you even had some merch, like, you had a little, like, a notebook that had these guys on it. Oh, yeah. So I was so cool. I had this Hellboy, I I still have it, I'll post pictures, I have this Hellboy animated journal. It was cute. And I was like, will you draw a head sketch in there? And he drew one, and he was like, you know what, it didn't come out the way that I wanted to. I just want to draw one in your sketchbook, like the full size. Yeah. So I actually got two sketches nice. out of it. He also did a sketch nice. for you. We bought all of his merch, Yeah, too. we definitely. And um, I follow him on Instagram. He's amazing. Check him out. So you said he did uh, Spectacular Spider-Man designs? Yeah, he did the designs for oh. those, too. Um, just for a sec. Let's, what, yeah, let's... I love this style that's happening right now. This is really cool. Man, yeah, this is actually really cool. I like this uh, whole background story. Yeah, thing. the animation on this is really... I like how it's... It's all different and weird. It's good, though. Yeah. I like it. In the sketchbook section of the first library edition, um, Mignola draws his versions of Thunder and Lightning. Ooh. And Ooh. Uh, they look different from this, but uh, Mignola writes in the sketchbook, I dimly remember some storyline involving these guys and a living samurai statue, which also kind of incorporates into this little oh, backstory. Okay. Ooh. Um, he said this eventually would inspire the first Hellboy animated film, Sword of Storms. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, this is great. There's Fun. some gargoyles in there. There's yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You know? The animation on the ink that was fading away is it's a little bit uh, psychedelic. This is, you know, this hmm. is pretty cool. I like the way they do the rain. Yeah, too. it's neat. It's, it's sort of Samurai Jack-esque in a way. Kind of. A little bit. Yeah. I'm digging it, though. I love this. Tad Stones, um, he's known for a lot of Disney stuff, including Darkwing Duck. Ooh. Amazing. Um, and he, I love helped, Darkwing and he Duck. also worked with Mignola on Atlantis. Okay. So maybe those oh, are some right. of the influences that you're bit, kind of seeing here. Bit. This guy's suit is too big for him, and yet the sleeves are a little short. How does that work? Like, he, So his trousers are the touching rack. the ground and are all like like bunched up against his feet and like but then the sleeves don't go all the way down to his wrist <laughs> he's like, all possessed what? now so he doesn't understand fashion no well, he, he, he wasn't dressed possessed himself before. before oh this says he, sort of no storms excuse. oh but, it says yeah. sort of storms okay that, that's what it says on the sword cool. there's even a part where hellboy says we need a yeah. translator or something like that yeah um but yeah no he probably just bought the first cheap suit he didn't like stay to get sure. it measured or something but who owned that suit before him? I guess that has really <laughs> short arms and really long legs. Oh well, no, you you buy the uh, you buy the pieces separately, <laughs> right? But I mean, who's built like that? I mean, well, I'm just saying he probably just oh bought, he bought two different. Okay, he, he bought the pants and he bought the jacket. Well, they don't fit him. Yeah, well, so. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but this is classic. No, you this know, is great. This Hellboy. Is good. They've got like the backstory that's going to kind of set up, you know, this haunting or and all the demons like trapped in the sword. Can I just say this <clears throat> lady's dad is terrible. Oh, what is yeah. wrong with you? Oh yeah, it's I, awful. This is <laughs> what a tick. I'm just gonna murder my own daughter. I was, I, I guess, when I was watching this, I was like, that seems to like be like a weird, typical That's thing. Terrible. Like, I'm gonna give my daughter to the bad guys. It's awful. This guy's, he's trying. But also the, um, yeah, the, all the different animation styles that they've got going on. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. And um, it was t- it was Tad Stone's idea to use the Japanese folklore, and Mignola liked that idea um, since he had used it in some of the short stories. In the commentary, right, Mignola right. mentioned that Del Toro almost used a Japanese setting for the second Hellboy movie. Oh, gosh. Because Del Toro said he wanted to see Hellboy with a samurai sword. Okay. Oh, so that's just been like a popular thing. Uh, this guy's name, Professor Sakai. I thought maybe that was a reference to Stan Sakai, the creator of Usagi Ujumbo. Was it? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's also just like I a common name. you had an inside name. track there. Yeah. That's just my it's speculation. It's probably a common name, too, yeah. yeah. This guy is <laughs> this guy's psyched about swords. I don't know about this guy. Well, he said he was in his room polishing his sword, and I was just like, I just... You ever, you ever have a friend who's too into swords? I don't want to uh, talk about swords. I think Aubrey had a sword story on one of the... Uh, Outtake episodes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, they mentioned Mushadi... Uh, Musashi. Mus- yeah, Miyamoto, uh, Miyamoto. He was a Japanese swordman, philosopher, strategist, writer, and ronin. Um, he became renowned throughout uh, through stories of his unique double-blade swordsmanship. Oh, wow. An undefeated record in his 61 duels, he is considered a Kensai, a sword saint of Japan. Wow. It's impressive. Yeah, so Dual some nice uh, historical references saint. in there. Sorry that I butchered that name. You didn't. No. See, you know, I do like swords, but <laughs> not enough to <laughs> buy, though. <laughs> no, and it's like, you know, no. Yeah. I think this is a pretty cool effect. Yeah, I do like that. They're doing a good job. There's a mix of CG in there with all the kind of like uh, the flashes and everything. If I can't tell, it's fine. Yeah. If I can't tell there's CG, it's fine. It's kind of like you wouldn't. Oh, now he's got the thunder and lightning in there. Oh, no. But yeah, like you guys were talking about earlier with the music and the um, and everything. Well, and the foley too, I think as well. Like if if foley is bad in an animation, if the music is not great and you notice right away mm-hmm. but if it's excellent you don't really yeah. notice it yeah i love because that it's shot so perfect yeah helicopter that was good. it was on the logo and then it panned out so that's good appara- but you know what I, did you know what i mean though like if yeah, it's, yeah. If it's awesome you're not really gonna be yeah paying attention to it. sorry what are you gonna say no i do think that they use some cgi in here but it is kind of seamless yeah you i don't want to really notice, notice it that it's if it stands out it's too jarring um oh liz Apparently, uh, relax when they were going to set up, you know, all this with the BPRD, like Mignola was like, oh, hey, you know, Guy Davis just designed all this stuff that we're about to do or that they're doing in the BPRD books now. So they actually took the helicopter design and the Colorado base design from what Guy Davis was doing in the BPRD books at that time. So, oh, Liz, so dramatic, (laughs) relax, it's fine. (laughs) 
So um, all of this. Some of uh, Blair's doing an awesome job, though, as oh, I yeah. remember. It, apparently, she was very self-conscious about her performance. She described she was, herself as having a flat voice. No, it was a great oh. performance. She was like, she was so like, a, she was so. like, I realize how hard it is to do uh, voice acting because you have to express everything through your voice, you know. And so yeah. she said that she struggled with that. But there's like, there's takes where she does the line, and they're like. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. And she's like, what? Really? And they're like, yes, that was well, incredible. Well, it's awesome. And on one hand, yeah. Yeah. I do think it's awesome that she has so much respect for voice actors and really appreciates yeah. that it's a different skill set and that, you know, all this stuff. But on the on the same note, I just want to say, I think she did a good job. This is oh, so yeah, cool. Look at job. this. Ah, Kate, uh, Kate, Kate looks perfect. Sorry for yelling into the, into your headphones <laughs> if you're listening to this in headphones. Uh, uh, Kate is awesome, though. She's great. It was exciting to see her. She's perfect. It sucks she's never made it into the, one of the films. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah. it's good that they didn't try to shoehorn in something that wouldn't have worked. Right. That's true. If you're yeah. going to do that character, do it justice. So. Yeah. Ah, oh, she's great. And the the boy, what was her name? The boy, her Perry Galpin. Yeah. She does, she does a good job. Oh, yeah. She does a great For job. For people who are not voice actors, I think everyone's doing excellent. I, um, I like how she... But we find out that Kate is the go- one to go take care of King Vold. Yeah. yeah. That's one of a reference in here. She's returned from Prague, and they mention the wolf apparitions are the hounds of King Vold. Yeah, that was a cool little reference. I would have loved to have seen that animated, though. I would have loved yeah. to have seen like, oh, a that quick would have little been great. thing. Of I like Kate. how everyone's got gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but I really love these designs. I appreciate um, that there's no heavy black lines really yeah like a lot of the characters well i mean obviously hellboy but he's you know a very strong character it's fine like abe though all his lines are green and blue and everything all the outlines i mean mm-hmm. is that i don't know there's something about that i like that it's kind of softer sorry i cut you off again <laughs> no you're good oh this <laughs> this guy's great <laughs> russell thorne he's the psychic Ew. um tad stones he said that he was supposed to be an albino he is and it, but it, he felt like he it didn't come across i think it does okay yeah i definitely thought he was albino this okay, whole time yeah yeah and i was making remember what we were watching this the other day i was making those venture bros right like whatever uh, Tad Stones did think like that this character was maybe a little too comical, but I thought it worked. Yeah, I thought it was like... If he hadn't have been, he would have just been annoying. So why would right. you want him to be less comical? He's yeah. voiced by Mitchell Whitfield. But I like how like everything he talks about actually comes true. Right, right here he <laughs> right. mentioned uh, the umbrella. It looks like it's good, but it's really bad. And it sounds so stupid, but then that actually comes back yeah. later, the umbrella. I yeah. like that. And yeah, if you take the comedy moments away from him, you're just left with him being super annoying. So Kate mentions <laughs> the Ipswich Conference, Global Interpretations of Troll Legends. Um, there's a lot of, Ipswich is a place and there's a lot of conferences there. So okay. Um, but there is one conference called the Ipswich Conference of the Museum Association, so maybe that's what she might be referring to. I love that moment right there where she's like, oh, you know, I work with trolls. And then they have, like, there's a silent beat right there. Oh, right here in the... There's a funny sound effect when she pushes that button oh, right. on the uh, on the computer. There's a very cartoony sound effect that makes me laugh every That's time great. that I've seen it. Um, as she zooms in or whatever. <laughs> Man, this guy is obsessed with people getting fingerprints on his shit. But, you know, I can kind of understand that. Right. 
but not to that level. Well, you're not a sword guy, Aubrey. Uh, You don't understand the swords. Yes, I don't. He's such an irritating character. (laughs) The sword guy? guy? Well, no, the... uh, um, The psychic? Yeah, he's such an annoying guy. There's but another... that's what I'm saying is, like, I'm glad they tried to add that. This is hilarious. The comedy <laughs> the to it. The little gag here, yeah. Intolerable. So, foxes. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit. Uh, foxes as a spiritual guide. I found this really great article on worldbirds.org. And it talked about fox symbolism in a variety of different cultures. Um, and it said the Japanese revolve a mythical status around the creature, oscillating it between symbols of good fortune, possessor of tremendous intelligence, and also cunning. Fox Eastern symbolism depicts the tales of foxes being humans once, whose spirits are transferred into the bodies of foxes later. Owning to this tale, the Far Eastern symbolism for foxes refers to them as a communicator bringing the messages of ancestors and ghosts. So I thought that was kind of in line with what we see here. The colors are really great in this. Yeah, it's um, great. I love this scene and that turnaround. That, that transitional turnaround was super awesome. It's good. That's part of like what they call an animation a five-point turnaround. They talked about that too, how mm-hmm. yeah. Sean Galloway had to make those five-point turnarounds. Yeah. And um, they initially hired Galloway as the lead animator, and then they... and. But then they realized that he had they had him in the wrong role. He really should be lead concept designer. Right. So mm. they moved him over there. And uh, yeah, it's really awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, this box is a little intense. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a cool little effect. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, yeah so these little, uh, these glowing balls, those fireballs, um, they are actually a reference. Let's see if I can find that. It's in my notes here somewhere. I like how the way he's holding his sword on his back like that. It reminds me of that... Um, that one image, of Min- I think it's from by Mignola, where Hellboy's there holding the sword and the demons, like, on the back of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hellboy picks up the sword, and then he gets transferred to this, like, magical land. It kind of made me think of other stories where that happens, like Dr. Karp's experiment, or even Makoma, where he talks to the mummy, and then he's like, a whole other thing happens, and then he comes back. Yeah. You know, so... That's kind of in line with the comics. Hellboy's always kind of had the more dreamlike, mystical part of, you know, the uh, the the journey or whatever. And so that's kind of what happens here, too. This guy sucks. He yeah. really does. Yeah, because... When I was first watching this, I was like, oh, okay, this is like maybe like Saturday morning cartoon yeah, Hellboy. No. And I was like, wait, no, no, that's not what no. this is. This is messed up. You know, I was yeah. like, wow. Although, didn't this also air on Cartoon Network after it came out on did DVD? It? it did. Yeah, yeah. it okay. sure did. Right on. Probably an adult swim or something like sure, that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, two But it's not, 
Okay, so it's not hardcore enough to be hardcore, but it's definitely not for like most ki- like kids, like little kids. Yeah. So it's kind of like, who is this for? Teenagers. Okay. <laughs> well. Um, when, I was on te- when I was a teenager, I was watching some messed up shit. I love how these guys, good. like, every little thing, they have to handle it with such care, and then Kate just, like, touches whatever. Right. She doesn't really care. Um, I also like how mad they make Kate throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so mad. Um, she's always mad all the time. Uh, here, you're going to see <laughs> those little Kate fire... Those, see those yeah, those little, are great. Yeah, that's really good. It's a nice effect. Yeah. Um, I really like that. The little BPRD agent guy is bo- is voiced by Phil Lamar. Oh, um, I he love also, Phil Lamar. Yeah, he also voices, I think, the pilot. Phil Lamar. Yeah, he's a prominent voice actor. He oh, did uh, yeah. John no, Stewart yes, in uh, yes. Justice League Unlimited. Yes, I remember he's now. Hermes in Futurama, Samurai Jack, and Static Shock. I remember Wasn't Phil Lamar. Wasn't he also Marvin in Pulp Fiction? Is that? Oh, I'm going to look that up. I thought that that name sounded so familiar, but then, yeah. No, oh, Hellboy, this so block of ice. That's okay. so good. I like how those guys are just like, hey. Yeah, that is such a funny gag. It also picture. made me think of Hellboy Bones of Giants, which we read. Oh, There's yeah. a part where he gets in a block of ice. Thrym is holding him in his hand, and he's in a block of ice. Because um, <laughs> eyelids uh, blink sideways. Yeah. It's a good little detail. In She's com- having to duck while they're doing all this weird stuff. In the commentary, when they showed the block of ice, Mignola said, that's my joke. That's yeah. Oh so, yeah, that's I good. guess that was one of his. That's that a good gag because I just like the way that those guys are very just chill and Hellboy's all oh, I'm not nice. It's good. So Phil Lamar was in Pulp Fiction. Excellent. Oh, okay, very awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well remembered. So um, I don't know if she said it yet, or I guess she's about to say it. Kate says these scrolls. Dang it, I'm having trouble finding it here in my notes. Hold on. Uh, she says the 18 scrolls of the lost monks. And mm. I couldn't really find a reference to that, but it was interesting. There are the 18 arhats or luahans are depicted in Buddha- Buddhism as the original followers of Buddha um, who have followed the noble eightfold path and attained those four stages of enlightenment. Because no historical records detailing what they looked like existed, there was no distinguishing features to tell them apart. There were 16 portraits painted by the monk Juan Juan Shu in 891 AD, who was residing in Chengdu. And Chengdu is a reference that has happened in the Hellboy comics before. That's the thing that set off where Johan got his body burned or something like that. Anyway, I thought all that was interesting. A lot of my favorite tea also comes from Chengdu. Nice. Okay. Nice. Oh man, what's gonna happen? Something bad's gonna happen now. <laughs> oh no! So this little guy—that's <laughs> all. He, you know, he's possessed by thunder and lightning. Stay the hell away oh, from my man, garbage. I like that. He's creepy looking. <laughs> so it was Mignola's. Oh, don't, don't do <laughs> that. Yeah, don't do that. Just like well, if you even if you think there's like a guy you know hanging out in your well, garbage, don't like hit him. After he's thrown a dumpster at you, then I don't know. Well, no, I, but that I was before I, though. That was rude. I would I would have just bolted right the fuck out. Yeah, of don't there. just mind your own business. Why are you gonna threaten a person? But no, I mean obviously he's like a several demons. Uh, so the so. no mask that, that it almost made me think of the no mask monkeys. Right, there was a this little is too much. Right of um, we should put a warning at the beginning of this because this could actually be bad for some peeps. Oh, okay. 
a little bit of um so there's a bunch of little heads i don't know if you noticed that the little thing that he put down was a stack of heads and a little statue and then now we're going to go into the head sequence okay so Mm. this is really cool the heads short story you know they kind of adapted it straight into the animated movie here yeah once it started up i was like is this the thing that we read yeah it was which was well, interesting. They kind of they changed like one little detail about it to make it fit into the story, but right, other than that, yeah. it's pretty yeah. much the thing. Well, I remember uh, when we read that story, I came over the, to do the podcast. And you're like, "Oh, you got to sit down and watch this." Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I this forgot that I it. showed that to you. That is rude. Jeez, <laughs> that is rude. I love when he like hits him in the head like that. Yeah, Ron Perlman does a great job delivering these lines. He does. It's, it's like great. so cool to see it actually come to life. You yeah. know, even if it's just animated. I mean. I love, like, just any version of this. Well, you really hear him as the voice of Hellboy when you're reading the comics sometimes. Like, at least I do. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, I had a thought that maybe he was whacking him in the head just to make sure his head wouldn't come off. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. a good point, because that does happen in the comic, too. Yeah. Um, rude. Nice little catch there. But he's, no matter what it was, still rude. <laughs> um del toro uh he was one of the producers he was actually he said he was really excited to get this as part of the movie he said this is his favorite short story with the corpse so and we know the corpse was Uh like partially adapted into the first movie um we just saw the outside the background there where they were looking um background designer ed gertner talked about having to fill in the rest of the scene you know hellboy comes across a little pond and all that kind of stuff, you know, so they had to fill in more that was uh, not in the panels. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also, they talked to storyboard artist Nathan Chu and Jennifer Cole. Um, they discussed how they had to use elements of the panels and how to incorporate Mignola's panels into camera moves. Like, while this monk is telling this one st- uh, short story, this really messed up, absurd story... Um, it's one giant word bubble in the comic, and that's it. It's one panel. Oh. So then how do you put that in an uh, actual, you know, live version, quote unquote, without breaking the pace or, you know what I mean, any of that? So I thought it was interesting, you know, how adapting this and how to, like, capture the same mood, you know. I thought I recognized um, the lead guy who's talking to Hellboy about stuff. He's like, ah, oh, don't mind her, it's the sake talking and all that stuff. Um, I, I I feel like I recognize his voice from other stuff. Oh, no, I can't remember his name. I recognized it, though. That that uh, panel right there is from the comic, too. They, they That one right there. Yeah. Yeah. I love this with Hellboy there with the sword. That actually isn't in the comic, but I love that little shot right there. Um, <laughs> they talked about. Uh, they talked about also like how much were they were going to show of the decapitated heads, like. Mm-hmm. you know is there blood you know is like is do you see the spine and they said just do it like it is in the comic and in the comic it's just like a blank thing like that yeah that would have been weird had you had it been like a bloody spiny right mess. yeah and i love how he just eats them right in the water <laughs> <laughs> 
In the comic, too, they show him dragging him up to the lake, but I think pacing-wise, it just was better to cut to the water and them all dropping in there. It's a cool little, like, director choice, you know what I mean? Oh, Paul McCutchie's in this. That's cool. Sorry, I'm on Wikipedia. I'm looking at this stuff. This is fascinating. This is a really cool sequence. They did a good job with this, floating head guys, glowing eyes. Exactly. So the glowing eyes... um, Prop it's designer. So scary I, hate yeah. it. I hate this. I hate that. Prop designer Arthur Lee, he said, you know, in the comic they just have glowing green eyes, mm-hmm. but then in how do you how do you right. translate that to this? And so like they Make have like these flashlights. headlamps or whatever, uh. you know. Oh, I love that. Um, I thought it was a great a great little animation effect. I also thought it was interesting to see an animator <laughs> des- as a prop Jeez. designer. Right, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, you think of props as being like a physical thing, but I guess there are animated props, and so yeah. the heads become props within the scene. Mm-hmm. Well, like the scroll point. earlier, I th- or like there was a, a wooden case for a scroll, so lovingly designed and, and animated. You know, you, yeah. I guess you got to have someone who's doing all that. I I was a little disappointed that there's this one line missing because he's like, "I've had enough of this crap," and then he says, <laughs> "Batter up heads," uh. and "Batter up heads" is not in here. He says damn um, heads. He says damn heads. But I think uh anyway, it's it's still great. I would have loved if that uh if that line had made it in. Batter up heads. If That's it, the piece of dialogue you were longing to hear. If anybody, yeah. <laughs> if anybody out there gets to meet Ron Perlman, uh okay, so, get him no, to say sorry. that. No. So as the skulls <laughs> oh, fall those right are here, rad. those are yeah. the actual uh the the shading is exact from the comic. You yeah, kind of are, you're going to see one right here too. Like awesome. um nice that little burn away shading the green fire looked really good yeah see it's a little thing of heads yeah didn't work out <laughs> didn't work out on to the next thing yeah man i love how i love seeing the bprd like command center yeah I was oh, like, I, computers. Yeah. I was like, man, I wish they had worked in like a little old guy back there, and we could have been like, "There's O'Donnell," you know, like someone should have just put like a little old guy back there somewhere. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> awesome. Aww, that would have been great. I would have loved to see. See him. that That'd guy? Cool. Just make his yeah. hair long. You know, there's long an old guy prison. right there. Just yeah. make it like long or whatever, and we could have said, "Ah, oh, there's O'Donnell right there." Have him like ranting and raving in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all talking about. What are all these storms? Who knows what these storms are about? We don't know what's going on. <laughs> Poor Liz. We have to go to Japan. She's going through a little something, little crisis. So now Wait, he's so got he a just, different statue. He just batted the heads away. Didn't he just crush them into powder just a second ago? Oh, wow. You're right. So, oh, look at the color on this. So they did, so nice. They did talk Prop about, um, you know, they were trying to... Uh, pay homage to Dave Stewart. Mm. Okay, nice. Well, Dave Stewart's not good enough. No, no. <laughs> his little hoovies. I love to see his little hoovies, as you know. Oh no! Yeah, this is. I remember the first time I saw this, I was like, "We get it. She's a spider monster. <laughs> Come on, hurry up with this." You know, there's spiders everywhere. It's like it's obvious. From the get-go that she's a spider monster. Come on. So I do um, see some of this stuff is CG. And they were saying like um, they were surprised at how much work the animation put into this scene. Because they didn't expect like all the falling leaves yeah, to be the in falling there. Leaves. And stuff like it that. It looks so and beautiful. Then, um, there's good. a scene coming up where she like 
comes up out of the uh, out of all the flowers, and that looks really cool. Yeah. That is one computer animation part. Where I'm like, this is such a cool thing. Yeah, with, like, oh yeah, good. going onto the strings. That is like ah, uh, that could be in the comic, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking this might be a reference to a uh, Joro Gumu Gummo. I'm probably saying that incorrectly. This is a type of yokai creature. Um, it can shape shift into a beautiful woman. So the kanji for its actual meaning is woman spider. It is depicted as a spider woman manipulating small fire breathing spiders. Oh, okay. And oh. so she does have small f- little spiders, and then she breathes fire uh, at Hellboy. So, right on. So I like that they're taking. You know, they go. They're like, <laughs> okay, he's going to fight the heads. That's going to be one of them. Then mm-hmm. she's. Then we're going to have another thing. Like how those spiders just grabbed his sword. Yeah, they're yeah. like, we're taking. They're like, just going to take this. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man! Oh, look at the way, this. Yeah. The way she laughs is just so. Ooh. I think that does look really cool. The you can tell it's kind of like computer animated. Look at all that. Yeah. yeah, but it's not bad. Like they really integrated it. They've made an effort to to blend it mask in it. Well. Yeah, to blend yeah. it in exactly. It in wasn't the, jarring like it normally is. In yeah. the in the commentary, Tad Stones mentioned how. Um, surprised he was with the detail on the spiders. Mm. He said sometimes in animation, spiders just look like little blobs little with blobs. a bunch of legs on yeah. all the sides of them. They really and made so an effort he to... He was like, wow, they all actually look like spiders. Like, yeah. they actually, you know, put they some do. definition in there. So, That's kudos good. to the animation team on this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is it with uh, all the stories and giant spiders anyway? <laughs> I know. Everything has a lot of texture, which is which is good. Uh green fire. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. It's an interesting <laughs> choice. I do like that. You know, you know, he's, he's making sure he kills someone on the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> Jeez, she's pissed. Chill, <laughs> girl. You saw that? You gotta run around I'm, that trees. <laughs> he's like, I'm just passing through. I don't understand the animosity. She's quite a temper. <laughs> she t- Relax. Um, did she just burn her own kids? I guess so. <clears throat> well, I think that's the whole point. Is like he made her like burn the whole her whole right. home and all her children or whatever this guy is not having a good day he's having a hard time (laughs) so uh you know they mentioned uh that they didn't want they didn't want them to be fellow bprd agents because these two guys are going to die they didn't want like i mean i guess it happens a lot you know but um they didn't want to just kill a bunch of agents that liz or and abe are close to and have them not be emotionally affected and yeah. just go on with the story so yeah we kind of had to make them red shirts so they're about to fly into a horrible storm yeah right which is like just don't i feel like turn the plane around well that was the whole thing is like they were like no we got orders we we, we gotta we gotta get them to tokyo yeah i mean but i mean you can't fly into a hurricane with a plane like well i mean they should still be able to fly over it unless, turn around i guess it's a evil hurricane <laughs> i don't think you can fly over a hurricane yeah you can can you yeah aren't they too tall how tall no, are they i don't know like five six feet <laughs> <laughs> well look they're going up maybe they are yeah. trying to fly around it or know. over it 
Aubrey, I think you got a point here. Maybe so. I don't. Maybe I don't know enough about hurricanes. Oh no! I they were too. Oh no! They oh, got geez. struck by lightning, Aubrey. That didn't work. Jeez. Yeah, yeah well, okay. here they got totally electrocuted. Oh, no. Okay, I know this is like magic lightning and all that, but if a lightning strikes a plane, you won't go down. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I actually just watched something about it the other day. Well, why? <laughs> why won't you? Uh, they're designed really to, with that in mind, so huh. they kind of act like part that something to do with the skin and creates the envelope and it like the lighting flow through them that around is them. wild although when they land they have to take the plane off service and resurface everything sure i mean but, but there's never been like an instance of like it strikes the plane and like breaks an engine i don't know about lightning i don't know what lightning does well like, does i think it... i think it did it like early flight it you know it maybe but they figured out how to yeah they were like hey oh hey we're getting struck by lightning let's not do wow. this is a cool effect yeah they did a good job with the underwater stuff for sure so it's interesting in the commentary, Mignola's like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. I thought he was joking, but like, um, I think he really hadn't seen it before. And when this happens, he goes, wow, that's great. Yeah, it yeah. is great. Yeah. They kind of talk about how it's supposed to be like, maybe he's kissing her goodbye, but really like he's giving her air. Yeah. You know, like the music kind of alludes to this tense moment and then there's like some relief and then he's got to do it again. Because uh. <laughs> in the books, isn't it more kind of like there might be a thing? I I thought at one point it felt at like at one it point might, there would have yeah, been, but it it never went anywhere. It didn't know, but they were they were close. Yeah. Yeah. So Mignola actually addressed that in the commentary. He said there's a lot of speculation about Abe and Liz in the comics, but he sees it as everyone's all brothers and sisters. Great. Well, that's good. And yeah. Fine. So there you go. That's definitive. But no. So I mean, even if they're just coworkers and they're friends, and that's cool. Like, giving air to someone who's dying without air is fine and good. And there doesn't have to be anything, like, romantic about it. But maybe it. they could kiss more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they could. Maybe they could. This guy. He, he needs some eye drops. <laughs> this is not my kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, this... This... Oh, this old man. Oh, I really like this. This sweet old man. Yeah. So one of the names that they're he's carving into the cucumbers there is um, Murakami. Tad Stone says this is a shout out to his friend, fellow animator Glenn Murakami, wow. who's worked on Teen Titans with him. And he apparently convinced Mignola not to kill Liz early on wow. in wow. the series. Wow. wow. So, um, yeah, shout out to Glenn Murakami. His name is on one of the cucumbers there. That's cool. He was gonna kill Liz. Yeah, remember in uh, remember when she's in the coma before Roger brings the fire back to oh, her? Oh yeah, or whatever. I think she was gonna die then. Oh, and then I think wow. there might have been another time too. I like how he offers to carve a cucumber for her. Oh yeah, That's he's sweet. like, "What's your name? What's, What's your, name? your name?" That's What's a very name? sweet Hurry. moment. I like That's that. That's such a sweet. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Oh, tell me it. I'll carve one for Aww. you." I like that that's what he told him right before that's Hellboy's nice. like, I don't need one. And then he absolutely should have just taken you one. You were saying um, on one of our, when we were watching, you were saying that's kind of like a frog monster a little It bit. does look like one. I was thinking it's like a frog monster and a turtle had a sure. baby. So this is an actual thing. It's called a kappa. And Tad Stones mentions in the commentary that he did um, look at the design for the kappa, but he said it looks like kind of like this stupid little turtle thing and it doesn't look <laughs> very scary. <laughs> So he mixed it kind of with the frog monster design, or he uh. said he looked at Mignola's sketchbook, and he looked at some of the monsters that were in there, and uh, he combined it with what the kappa actually looks like. Um, a kappa is 
An amphibious yokai demon found in traditional Japanese folklore, they are typically depicted as green, human-like beings with webbed hands and feet and turtle-like carapace on their backs. A depression in their head called a dish retains water, and if this is damaged or the liquid is lost, the kappa is severely weakened. Oh, wow, these guys are weird. The kappa are known (laughs) to favor cucumbers and love to engage in sumo wrestling. Wow. They are often (laughs) accused of assaulting humans in water and removing a mythical organ called the... Shakiro Dama from the victim's anus. Okay. What? <laughs> so, I, I like this one. This one's my favorite. So Tad Stone says that. Uh, I like this one. Wow. Oh my god! You got to put that on I'll, the I'll post this. This is a great image. The yeah. shirt of the kappa. But uh, you know, Tad Stones. He actually mentioned this weird thing about it grabbing your anus or whatever, okay. pulling your in- intestines out. Ooh. And uh, he said that obviously they couldn't reference that in here, but he says there's one shot where it reaches up and it grabs Hellboy's tail. Okay. Okay. There, and there so he said that was their little uh, yeah. reference to that weird fact <laughs> about this monster. This little guy. Well, there's lots of different interpretations of this monster, it looks like. And so, um, yeah, having your own design for it is actually cool. That's fine. Oh, yeah. So that's good. There's a lot of different depictions of it. I thought it was so interesting. The thing about the cucumbers was an actual thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it almost seems too ridiculous. But no, then I it's love like, that. no, that's actually part that's of the great. folklore. So, that, that pretty actually, cool. That just makes it so much better, too. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? I'll put it on this cucumber. Oh, he's trying to hold the water in. Oh, no. <laughs> that made me feel very unpleasant when I saw that. I was not, I'm not a fan of this part. <laughs> Ugh. Horrible. Yeah, well, when it starts talking. Horrific. I, I like how he tripped right there. I thought that was just a nice little choice. Aww. that, Like, as he's walking over, he trips, he falls in the water, and he gets back up. Aww. Just like, they're not just going to have him walk over there. They're going to put a little bit, I don't know. I, I like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. They're putting a lot of texture it into adds a lot, what's you know. going on. It's very real. Yeah. This scary voice is Tad Stone's. Uh, it's voices, a very scary voice. This, yeah. Imagine if you could just do that occasionally. What? <laughs> just scare the shit out of people with this horrific voice. <laughs> I like when he smacks it right there. Oh, no. That's a very, like, yeah, Hellboy thing to Jerk. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah, don't put him back in there. I'd say put him in a like a like a box and put, like, a flex seal around it. Yeah, what would you do? You, yeah, you would have to put it in a box and put it like up high. Yeah, you know, if you don't live in a flood pain, you just like throw it in your basement or <laughs> right <laughs> or <yeah>. your attic. <laughs> yeah, attic. It's more like it. Oh, can you imagine if like you had that thing in your attic and your pipes burst and it like oh, all of a sudden no. sprung out? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like this little scene here. Here's like even more of that where they kind of. I wasn't sure it was gonna work. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> he's like no no it's not no i do like like that that. uh i do like how she says uh good to know (laughs) and then he's like it wasn't actually a burp (laughs) then he gets interrupted that's a very good character moment it's cute you know um all this stuff with abe and liz and even that moment earlier where she said i'm the real monster all that stuff was added at the last minute because they didn't have enough script and they had to add oh. more to the story, yeah. so they added this That's story. That's a good scene. Um, all of that stuff and all of the stuff with Abe and Liz was kind of added 
you know, um, this guy kind needs of to loosen his. Script. This guy needs to loosen his braids. He's got a little traction <laughs> alopecia there. Uh, I'm just saying. So, they, so you're saying this B plot wasn't even part of it to begin with? Yeah, yeah, oh, and I really like it. I think there are a lot of great moments. Um, yeah, it's really good. It. Yeah. She's got a little. She's got a little nose piercing there. Yeah, I noticed that. That's nice. Oh, right. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, you know, they have the voice actors from the movie. But it's more like the comic book because there's no romantic relationship between Hellboy and Liz, and Abe doesn't have the... He's more like an agent. Yeah, he doesn't have those psychic powers. Yeah, he's, he's shooting the gun. He doesn't have the rebreather and all that stuff. He's the Abe that we know. Yeah. yeah. He's a good... I thought it was yeah. interesting how they did that. So we get the cast from the movie, you know, and we get to kind of see this other version it's of like it. A, which it's is like, like another like, dimension yeah. of like what would have been. Yeah. It's good. I love this Abe, too. I mean, with the Doug Jones doing the voice and him being more of, like, action Abe and less of the psychic stuff, you Well, know? this is more the type of mission we would have yeah. seen in the comic books, but like it's it animation yeah. style, which is really cool. Yeah, it's good. It's like we get kind of, it's almost like a multiverse type of a deal. I've been watching an animated Abe figure because I don't have it. I've been like watching one and so I just finally decided to bite the bullet on it after watching this. I was like, all right, I got to have this animated Abe <laughs> nice. figure because it looks so fucking great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it looks yeah. good. It's a, it's a really good Abe design for sure. Yeah. Do they have a um, Liz figure? No, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. No, oh. they sure don't. She, But they do have the statues. Oh, uh, okay. I should bust those out. I have the collection of all the Hellboy animated little bus statues. Oh. Um, I have Hellboy, Liz, Kate, and Abe. And, uh, yeah, I need to bust those out. This is, um, what is this? What is this old lady talking about? Oh, I do like this. I like how they go into this other world. Um, this statue is actually um, St. George and the Dragon. It's the one that's at State Library of Victoria in Melbourne, Australia. Oh. In 1889, this moment of inspirational bravery was captured in this bronze sculpture by Joseph Edgar Bohm and erected at the forecourt of the State Library of Victoria. So I was glad I was able to find that statue. How do I get screen grabs from like the TV or whatever from the <laughs> from the disc? I'm trying to figure out how to do that so I can do some comparisons. Um, I thought it was so cool how they incorporated a same. We've seen St. George versus the Dragon statues and paintings yeah. um, in Got the Hellboy comics already. Ghostbusters type so. shit happening I right know, now. yeah. This oh, is... I was thinking like, uh, yeah, no, Ghostbusters. I was thinking of Untouchables, but no, that didn't happen in Untouchables. It happened in uh, that I don't know what that is. Gun parody of Oh, shit. <laughs> is this Ogdraham right here? I know. This is so cool. Man. Well, they keep talking about the dragon. I don't know if we mentioned that. They say that Thunder and Lightning will... Um, they will let loose the dragon. So they mention the dragon. That's kind of like makes me think of the Ogdra Jihad. They don't say it specifically, but oh. you know, we know what that means. We've got some um, some temples here are falling down. Oh yeah. yeah, he's like the storm will pass, and then he and then they all like run away. Yeah, <laughs> but that would be terrible. Watch out, man. Um, step pyramids also. Step pyramids. We're yeah, just talking about those on the podcast because uh, yeah. They've been featured in some of the Hellboy stories, and of course, there would be some, some monsters crab thing coming out of there. Oh, no. I like how we're seeing like um, all this crazy stuff happening all over the world too. There's a lot of there's a lot of wild yeah. stuff happening in a lot of different places. Yeah. yeah. 
All because that one guy read read a scroll and got possessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Gotta watch out with those ancient scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. Lava monsters, that's cool. It's too many. How many of these, you know, are there gonna be? So this feels it does feel very episodic, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it does, uh, but I feel like one of them could have been cut, probably. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if they didn't like this because like I know it aired on TV if maybe they were gonna worried that oh, they right. were gonna make them split it up and so they wanted to be able to make it like short like five episodes or something like that. Because that's kind of what it feels like to me. Sure, I'm saying this one maybe didn't need to be here. Oh, no, I, I agree. Like, we get it. So, I've been looking for this in my notes. Um, color stylist Tracy Jones and Kim Mitsuni. They were the one, they were kind of like looking at Dave Stewart's work and trying to, you know, as we go into these different settings, the color palette changes. And um, I think they do a really good job with that. This whole, like, women will trick you. They're dangerous. Watch out. We did that with the spider lady, though. Like, right. <laughs> do we need rubbery neck ladies, too? So this is a reference to <laughs> the... I mean, we get it. He's <sighs> he's being tricked. Yeah. This oh, is, no. This is a reference to the Rokuro Kubi. This is another type of Japanese yokai. They look almost completely like humans with one of two differences. There is a type whose neck stretches and another whose head detaches mm. and flies around. That one's called the Nukubi. So I think they kind of combined them for this because these. Well, ones... did they? Because we had we just had a story where people's necks and heads were yeah. separated, and the heads were flying around. Oh. But this one, so we got yeah. the heads flying around. But this one, we, we get there long, uh-huh. and they fly around. We got the heads flying around. <laughs> we got the frog monster, and we had the um, the spider the lady. spider lady. So do we need four stories? I feel like three, right? It's rule of threes for stuff like this. Why hey, are there four? But... Isn't there another story after this one, though? Is there another one? I don't know. What's remember. the other one? I, I should know this because I watched this last night. Yeah, we just watched this. Listen up your brains, man. Man. Look at this guy. Is that an agent we know, or is it just created for the show? No, right yeah. I, I looked up the names of the agents. They mentioned an agent, Hamilton. We've never seen that one in the comics, and I don't know if those agents are even named. Watch out. This old lady's probably some monster. She's a horrible monster. No, no. She's no. the fox. I know. I'm just... Everybody's a monster, apparently, in all of these stories. And now she's not there anymore. It kind of reminds me of the Shanshan or <laughs> Memnon Sa, you know, type of oh, thing. Oh, okay, right on. You know, where they kind of drift in and out of the. Kate's had enough of your bullshit. I love where she's just so like, she's like, I need this now. <laughs> I've had enough of your fucking shit. <laughs> it's just so cool to see a, a version of Kate, like, talking and moving yeah, yeah it's know great what i mean like and it it's, looks like her and it's like mad like her it yeah. sounds like her she's great and she's it, yeah what is this horse shit look at this guy so i don't like this guy it look. was mignola's idea that as he's more possessed he's like bloating up like a tick Ugh, or gross. something like that with all the i don't know with all the bad spirits juju. yeah okay. there you go um was that the uh, the harp that Spider Lady was playing? She that he was her eyes. Yeah, so the harp, I guess, uh, stood for that one, and then was it a um, shamisen? I don't know. 
Zori, little Zori guys. Yeah, these are uh, these guys. Those guys are cool. Sakumogami. <laughs> these are tools that have acquired a kami or spirit. Because the term has been applied to several concepts in Japanese folklore, there remains some confusion as to, as to what the term actually means. Today, the term is generally understood to be applied to virtually any object that has reached its hundredth birthday <laughs> and has thus become alive and self-aware. What? Though this definition is not without co- uh, controversy. And Tad Stones even mentioned that in the commentary, that version, he was like, so, you know, he was like, maybe I took a little bit of liberties. I don't know if these things are all a hundred years old. But um, the umbrella's in there. The umbrella's one of them. And that's where uh, he was like, like, "It's you think it's going to be nice, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> What's this guy dancing to no music? Man, no. Kate, Kate is just like super annoyed with these things now. Well, that's because they're being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> she must have just kicking the shit out of this guy. I got beat up by a harp. <laughs> then an umbrella. I don't think it's a harp. What, but her nose. How is she? Still... I was gonna say. I was about to say. Her, how is she passing out? Because a, her nose is not covered, and b, it's like a scarf, so it's probably made of fabric. Maybe. Um, probably breathe through that. Maybe her nose is stopped up, and she can't breathe through. Okay, nose there right you now. go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but also that. it's made out of fabric, so unless it strangled her, which is very dark. Ooh. The transparent yeah. effect looks good on it these, does look uh, good. On these yeah. ghosts. I like the colors, too, again. It doesn't all look the same throughout the cartoon or whatever. You this know. old lady fox. <clears throat> Why do you have to be so cryptic? Why don't you just like spell everything out yeah. for everybody? Well, that's just how these things go. I They're always so. cryptic. Rude. Hmm. Rude. Dilemma. <laughs> Very rude. I like this, where it's like, oh no, the shark, and then shark gets eaten by something else. Oh no. There's a bigger monster, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. I can't believe you went there. I can't believe you <laughs> took it there. How dare you quote the Phantom Menace in my presence? Well, I'm glad you did, not me. (laughs) (laughs) I like this, like, you know, they have these different... uh, References? Yeah, you know, it's just another day at the office for these two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who is this for? Like, they're cussing, and they're getting in these weird, like, situations, and it's pretty fucked up, but then, like... There's really nothing too extreme. There's yeah, so, no blood. What I mean, what, what do you think about this? I mean, I well, Who is this for? What yeah. is the demographic? I think it's uh I think it's as a result of the first movie and you know, people wanting to have more help cuz I think like a weird byproduct of the movie was kids got into Hellboy. I see. And the, yeah. and the first movie's not necessarily for kids. It's like PG-13 or whatever, right. it's more for teens. But, like, little kids love the fucking first Hellboy movie. Okay. Huh. And I think, Interesting. like... But then, you're right, this isn't necessarily for kids, but maybe... But part of it is, like... Yeah. Some aspects of it, it's very, like, hey, let's make this kid-friendly, whoa. 
But then there are a lot of aspects of it that are like, this is fucked up. What am I looking at right now? Yeah. So it's very... Well, where I work, I see a lot of parents with young kids let their kids play the, the scary games. Yeah. And so I think that some kids probably would just be totally digging watching this, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just but... saying it seems arbitrary, the aspects that they chose to reel it back in. Like, reel yeah. it in and then the aspects that are... They're like, nah, this is cool. Let's do something psychedelic. Like, yeah, yeah. This reminded me of Thrym from Bones of Giants. Oh, okay, like a big, yeah, yeah. You know, he comes out and he fights Hellboy. Although he's got like ice horns and all this stuff, but yeah. Of what course is this, I... How many adventures is he gonna have? It's oh, a right. lot. I guess it this seems is like the a last lot. One. Well, this is where they unleash all of the, the animation. Things. There was yeah. great. Um, this was Mignola's idea for him to like scrape across. See, this is very like yeah. fantastic yeah. planet right yeah. now. I'm feeling very like what is happening. I know that they don't want the Mignola designs, but I like these little skeleton guys. I feel like skeletons. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they look kind of like a Mignola head, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. The big eyes, maybe that's what it is, the big uh, circle eyes. This guy's like the uh, the lead Urukai version or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, right in the uh, face. <laughs> the face. Like how this Hellboy seems to be an okay shot. <laughs> right. He's all right. Well, and yeah. Tad Stones mentioned like he wanted him to like run out of bullets and stuff. Like he didn't want it to just be like unstoppable blasting. He right. Wanted, he yeah. wanted Hellboy to be able to use his gun, but he wanted to limit. The amount of gunfire that there was in the thing. Right. So I wonder if that also makes a thing. Well, makes also, me think it, maybe it was you like know, a, for kids. Mm, no, I, I just that, that just feels more like a realism. Yeah, thing. I was, ah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say like that's less for kids. It's like less like a cartoon. <laughs> and he's got a sword too. So at some point, you want him to pull the sword out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Here she goes. That was cool. Yeah, like you were mentioning before, like we get the complete uh, the whole turnaround there. Yeah. The five-point turn. Man. I love Liz. She's, like, so awesome as a character. Yeah, I really like that they were able to add this uh, this plot, uh, part of the plot to the movie. What do you think of the design of this, like, weird... Uh... <laughs> it's got a weird beak. Yeah. It, it's pretty awesome. It's It's... Is this an Ogdru Hem? Is this what we're... Like, what is this? Well, we... I mean, basically, the storms and these earthquakes are opening up the earth, and these things are coming out as part of the dragon, or mm-hmm. are they the dragons, or they're... I don't know. It's not really clear, I don't think. But I kind of like that they're... I kind of see that they're Ogdru Hem, or something like that. Servants of the dragon, or something. I love those shots where they show the statue and it looks yeah. like it's crying. I mean, you know that's like a deliberate thing. I could definitely see that. Have we seen that in one of the Hellboy comics? I don't Probably. Know. I, don't know. I don't know. You would know. He would know out of the three of us. Yeah, I, think I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Felt that, didn't you? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I like some of those lines. So, um, it's funny on the special features, you know, there's little interview blurbs with Mignola and Del Toro. And on two separate instances, both Mignola and Del Toro say that uh, Ron Perlman delivers the lines. He's basically Hellboy. He so is, yeah. the yeah, way that Hellboy. he delivers the line is yeah. like, you know, like, 
Ron Perlman will tell you Hellboy wouldn't say that, or he would say oh, he would wow. say it like this. Okay. You know what I mean, or something right. like that. Yeah. So I really like that. Like they really trust him That's with nice. the material. Even Tad Stones mentions while they're recording. You know, there's some great clips in the behind the scenes of uh, Ron Perlman, Selma Blair, Doug Jones, all of them in the studio doing cool. their lines. Yeah. And he, you know, they have total trust in Ron Perlman that he just delivers the lines the way they're supposed to sound. That is so cool. Do you know if they recorded together or if they um, did their voice acting separately? I don't know. It looks like they're separate. Typically, I think they're recorded separately unless there's supposed yeah. to be some sort of like improv thing going on. Right. In which case, they'll do it together. Like, I'll... There was a lot of that in home movies. I don't know if you ever watched that. No, but it's just like, I know like, you know, with some animation studios, they do like have all the actors together i think sure the, like i think the simpsons do but i'm not or bob's burgers sure. i know they do yeah yeah but, but then when like um i don't know like when when they did uh, robin williams did aladdin i think he was in the room by himself right <laughs> oh wow i think a lot of a lot of shows that sound like they're very improv and off the cuff and kind of they'll have a little bit they'll have like certain sessions where you're recording by their yourself and there will be certain sessions where we're going to oh, have several awesome. people in one scene it's a great yeah. shot of together. hellboy right there yeah it looks good the very dreamlike quality yeah. of the sequence oh uh, and they tricked Ooh. him into breaking a the sword new. that was really cool so when they uh yeah I, th- I think that there are some certain scenes where you do want people to be in the same room if it's going to be like a specific type of deal so in um uh... They released these on the DVD back in the day. They came with like little figures sometimes. Oh and yeah! One of the ones that I have that I lost the base to is him jumping right before he hits the uh, oh, statue. Oh okay, they made a little figure out of that. Yeah, a little green glowy yeah. stuff on the sword now. They even have a little moment right here. I like that too. Like yeah. That was really, this is really good. Yeah, you this know, is they, awesome. They let it breathe a little bit. It's good. I don't know. I felt like, um, you know, Kate is kind of modeled off uh, Mignola's wife and stuff like that. And uh, in That's those some good early moments. comics, you know, they have a lot yeah. of missions together. He tells her that he quits, you know, and stuff like that. So I like how, I don't know. They I hate to this. That. I hate this. This is your favorite guy. I hate this so much. I hate how he's all freaking out. So far, you've been enjoying it whenever he shows up. And now he's, got around. A, now he's got green. Oh, no. no. It's the thunder and lightning, guys. These guys are. What do you think of the designs on these guys? News. Oh, they're great. Yeah, looking good. I actually they came with little figures of those guys too, but for some reason they were in weird parts, and I'm missing pieces of them. <laughs> uh, kind of gargoylesy. Yeah, so I guess if it came with the little figures and stuff like that, they were definitely marking it more towards a younger crowd. I think were uh, they because both of y'all are like forty, <laughs> and you won't stop talking about how many toys you have. I was just about to agree with Daniel. I mean, I still agree with Daniel. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I just figured they marketed him to the collector. Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. You're right. I thought that was a great effect. How the wave uh, splashes up on her and it doesn't do anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she's too hardcore for yeah. that. She's too intense. These guys. These guys remind me of like. I don't know. Like every kind of anything that was imported to America from Japan had stuff like this, where it was like, and this week. 
the whoever it was, Sailor Moon or the Power Rangers or whoever the fuck it was, was going to fight. And these oh, look right. like two guys who would be, I don't know. Oh, okay. Some yeah. Dragon Ball Z guys. Like, they now these guys are here. We got to deal with these guys now. So, you know, I don't know. So, when we were seeing the clouds swirling just that. a moment ago, I did not like that effect. Okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. as in it didn't look seamless? It didn't integrate into the show well? or It looked like plastic. Okay. Because <laughs> like I feel it... like most of it, I feel like on average, the show is doing better than a lot of other shows that oh. try to in- integrate CGI. But yeah, some of it's a little bit. No, that's the only one that yeah, I don't like. Okay. You know? I mean, it's just, uh, the rest of it I think looks great. Well, yeah, they're still is, doing uh, pretty good despite 2006. that. 2006. Right. So, you know, um, it look, I think, I think there, the animation looks pretty good. There are some shows, oh, though, yeah. where it just really sticks out like a sword. Yeah. Thing. I love that shot right there. That yeah, reminds me of the movie where they, uh, in the first movie, there's a shot like that with Ron Perlman. I need to get those side by side. The action's mm. not bad. I will say I've seen a lot worse. Yeah, I think that action has come a long way in animation yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. since this came out. You're talking about yeah. something like Korra. Oh, man. Yeah, but I think that opening scene with the bat god and stuff like that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know? no, it's excellent. Oh, yeah. For what this yeah. is, it's surprisingly good quality. Well, you said that uh, the guy worked on Spectacular Excuse Spider-Man yeah, and uh, little... like Teen Titans and all that kind right. of stuff. Yeah, and those those shows have amazing action. So you can kind of see it. Yeah. Oh, I love that! How he picks up that giant stone. <laughs> this is kind of a funny gag too. <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of like this moment. I know. <laughs> 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 He was like, just go get it. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> but it's like Hellboy knows, you know, he knows that uh, this thing doesn't want to get separated from its weapon or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, would have been great if they had been a little more loosey-goosey with the dialogue. Like, if these guys hadn't been straight up just, like, we're bad guys, like... Oh, I don't yeah. know. Give give that guy a little like. Oh, why'd you have to do that? Come yeah. on, what? <laughs> yeah, throw it. No, I gotta go get it. What's your problem? Yeah, and he like storms off to go get it. I don't know. Maybe that's not the angle they're going for. It's very dramatic. It's a little serious, a little heavy. Like a little bit more of the comedy. Right. I think yeah. would have been welcome. Like Hellboy gets a lot of kind of sarcastic lines, and that's fun and everything. But kind of like, boom. I know these guys are supposed to be. Oh yeah. Intimidating, but also maybe make them a little pathetic too would be yeah. good. <laughs> so one thing that uh, when Mignola was talking about picking Galloway's design over all the others, <laughs> great. and you can actually check this out in the special features, they show a bunch of different versions that people sent in. Some are really interesting. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, or I was kind of like, oh, that would have been interesting. Right. But Mignola said Galloway had uh, really awesome, uh, really interesting silhouettes. Yes, uh-huh. I agree with that completely. Yeah. And Mignola yeah. said, I'm a silhouette guy, yeah. and I, I like uh, the silhouette of characters, and uh, Galloway's uh, designs had really cool, interesting silhouettes. And I think at the time, this was very in vogue, kind of, Yeah, you know, this style. And I, um, no, I think that he splits the difference really well between, like, you know, an animation style, uh, a unique animation style, and then the the style from the comics. Like, he kind of strikes a really good balance. And then... Uh, it's, it's detailed without being cumbersome. Yeah. Which I appreciate. 
They, they actually talk to Sean Galloway too. He, they call him Cheeks. That's his nickname. Okay. Okay. Um, Cheeks Galloway. And uh, do we so, want to know why or no? Because of his cheeks when Aww, he smiles. Because his cheeks. Aww. Um, he has big Aww. cheeks. Nice. He's always smiling. That's sweet. Um, and so he says. Uh, he says, I could never compare to Mignola. I could never even think to try and do anything on his level. So I just take what he does and cheeks it up. Cheeks it up. Aww. That's cute. That's so, sweet. Uh, that's, that's how he described his. It's a little, this could be an X-Men show and I'd watch it for yeah. sure. I would watch oh, this yeah. for sure. If this was X-Men, I would be down. It, it's really uh, kind of touching because Galloway talks about how... Uh, he went to into the Navy because everybody told him he couldn't do anything with art. Aww. He said oh, wow. uh, his family told him there's no money in That's comics, awful. there's no money in cartooning yeah. or, yeah. or, or anything like yeah. that. And then he said that he went to school and all of his professors told him uh, this is the wrong field to be going into. There's no money in cartooning, there's no money in comics, you know, and stuff like that. So, um you know, uh, it was really kind of neat to be able to see him talk about, you know, how much he's persevered also. Yeah, because that, that's yeah. really hard. Yeah. That'll make you seriously want to completely almost ruin your life when other people tell you not to do the thing you want to do. Yeah. You it, ruin your own life. So that's really good that he managed to, you know, break out into yeah. illustration and animation. Like, that's great. Yeah. Congratulations, man. You did a great job. This is nice. Um, we like to watch it. Yeah, no, I uh, I hate it when people say that there's no money in this. I mean, it's just like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway, though. Because shut you up, know. <laughs> shut up. I'm gonna do it. I don't know why. Oh, this guy's in trouble. He's not liking it. He's having a bad no. time. Yeah, so I guess like, uh, it's that thing where they killed the main baddies, so now the everybody else lost yeah. their powers. Yeah, it's connected well, to the lightning or something um, like that. They're yeah. all like, oh shit, the main guys are gone. Let's go home. Pick <laughs> it up, guys. Wait for the next apocalypse. <clears throat> Thinking about Del Toro as executive producer, that also made me think of Pacific Rim, like the rift in the gr- in the ocean. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what comes out of uh, it, yeah. stuff like that. I love that little thumbs up that's from good. Kate right there. Yeah. So um, I thought this was interesting. This little wrap up uh, right here with the spirits and stuff like that. I don't right. know. If, I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I, I know how much you love the weird tales. There was a, we did a weird tale as it was called Hellboy, a love story. And it was drawn by Tommy Lee Edwards with Don Cameron assisting on the art. And Hellboy had to like fly some plane because he was possessed by some guy trying to get back to his love. And it was in Japan and like the, he was the ghost of the man. And then he had to go to the grave and then the ghost. And at the end of it, the ghosts reunite and they're blue and they hug. Okay. And it's like, and this is kind of like a lot. I, I have no memory help, of this. I couldn't help but see the parallels between this and, and that. Okay. I believe you. I like how uh, Hellboy just chucks the statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it frees the spirit of the guy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah, so I have to put a comparison of that too. What? So he's still going to come out and do something. Um, I love this, though. I mean, this is like, again, we talk about how Hellboy's usually like the, well, I oughta, you know, yeah. and then here he just kind of chooses to just like. Well, no, because there are moments, though, that he chooses to do this instead. He's yeah. like, look, you know, 
we're just gonna keep doing this and it's not good so just cut it out well just and chill. he says he says you're never gonna win yeah so i guess like that's do you like... reckon you should give this up now <laughs> i mean now that you're dead <laughs> i mean it's been a long time you've been doing this just relax do you really want to kill your daughter again as a ghost? Yeah. Right. Just... just so we can start this cycle all over again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got it. Let's all be friends. Not that not not that, that Let's all be makes it friends. better because he definitely murdered your daughter. Oh yeah, definitely. But no. This is uh okay. Bye ghosts. Bye, get out of here. <laughs> see ya this guy Russell not having Thorne, a good like day <laughs> he's not having a good day no the the little guy yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah to Professor Sakai. he's not having a good time <laughs> he's gotta go buy a new jacket yeah <laughs> he sure does hey at least his pants aren't too long anymore well that's true <laughs> that is true that is true she's like always like what is this old lady what, is she hitting the on me fox. or something <laughs> Oh, yeah. There you go. I was the one guiding you and helping you out. Now I go back to the mystical world. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to need a new jacket. BPRD's like, how many did we issue? <laughs> it's three in the last month. Hellboy Sword of Storm. Hellboy Sword of Storm. Sword of Storm. Yeah, so they Mike also... Uh, the the, the music company. was by Drake, but uh, they also had the, the music was by what Christopher Drake. Oh, uh, oh. but they <laughs> also like, they also used the main theme from Marco Beltrami from the movie. Oh, yeah. cool! So yeah, that was cool. Here yeah. it says Sean Cheeks. Cheeks, Galloway. Gal- yeah, that's right. <laughs> you said <Eggleson>. Drake. <laughs> yeah, not that Drake. Christopher Drake. Um, Hellboy: Sword of Storms was nominated for Outstanding Animated Program. In the 59th Primetime Emmy Awards. The reaction to the film was generally positive. It scored an 8.7 from IGN. Although a critic for JoeBlow.com gave the film 1 out of 5 stars. The DVD DVD features, which include several commentaries and documentaries about making the film, were roundly praised. The voiceover work from returning cast members Perlman, Blair, and Jones was well received, as well as new edition Perry Gelpin as Kate. Yeah, so awesome. What do you guys think of the cartoon? Yeah. Oh, well, it was great. It was an animated movie. Yes, it it was an animated movie. It sure was. It's it's interesting to see this like it's like an alternate, you know, yeah, universe kind of a thing with like we got the movie voice actors, we got some stories from the comics, but it's a totally different animation style and it's very Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool. Oh, and by the way, everybody, the credits are already done rolling, so you're not. Well, out they of know sync. that already. I just yeah. want to they're not out of sync. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, we're just still talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that was great. Let us know what you thought of the Hellboy animated sort of storms. We'll do more of this. Yeah. Um, coming up, and now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody, another commentary down. We want to, you know, we want to hear your thoughts on it. So send us a hey, you damn guys at hellboybookclub at gmail Follow us on Facebook at Hellboy Book Club Podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at Hellboy Book Club. You can also find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, I'm going to give a special thank you to all of our friends and fans who listen to us because, well, we didn't have any theme music in this one. <laughs> other, other than Only Beast music. So mm. I'm going to thank Only Beast. You can find the podcast on 
Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, when you're there, why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review? Yes, do it. Next week, we are reading Hellboy Animated, The Phantom Limbs, and catching up on some listener feedback. So, you know what to do. Get these comics somehow, digitally. <laughs> or, uh, you know, go back in time, buy one, the one that came with the uh, movies. Then please tell me all about your time travel adventure and join us and next week. And fix the timeline if you <laughs> On the Hellboy that. Book Club podcast. Yeah, don't step on a fly or anything yeah. when you're back there. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. And I'm a cucumber with your name on it. <laughs> and I'm Abu Lova saying, um, do I look like a philosopher? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> sort of storm. Sort of storm. It's a sort of storms. <laughs> <laughs>